morning, City Church. This is Peyton Spangler, bringing you what I hope is a moment of sanity at the start of your day. A moment of truth from God's word, a moment of grace. Today's lectionary reading is about John the Baptist. For those unfamiliar, John was Jesus' cousin, and his God-appointed mission was to prepare the way for Christ. He preached repentance and baptized people. He even performed Jesus' baptism. He ended up being arrested by King Herod because John condemned Herod for divorcing his wife and then then marrying his half-brother's ex-wife. Today's reading picks up with John in prison. It is from Mark chapter 6, verses 21 through 29. It reads, But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. From when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, ask me for whatever you wish and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, for what should I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. And the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Oof, what a passage, huh? It feels like something out of Game of Thrones. And I had a similar moment of paused horror when reading this. Like, he's not really going to kill him, will he? They wouldn't kill off a main character. But alas, John is killed, and it's pretty gruesome. When I saw this passage in the Daily Lectionary, I thought, oh, I for sure will not talk about that one. After all, how do you spin beheading into Christian hope? But as I pondered it and was inexplicably drawn to this passage, I realized the answer to that query is in the question. How do you spin beheading into Christian hope? Well, what is Christian hope? It is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the promise that this life is not all there is, and that one day, all will be redeemed. It is the good news that God loved us enough to send his son to die a gruesome death on the cross for us. The Christian hope begins with death. It's not cheery or pretty, but it's the truth. This passage mirrors and foreshadows the death of Christ in a lot of ways, Based on the trajectory of John the Baptist, it shouldn't have been surprising when the authorities came to arrest and kill Jesus. They were both prophets that amazed the crowds and amassed a following, which tended to make the people in charge pretty annoyed. An interesting thing about this passage is how it is sandwiched in the Bible. Immediately before, Jesus sends out the disciples in pairs to preach repentance and heal the sick. Immediately after, the disciples return, and then Jesus fed the 5,000. So while a key leader was killed off, the movement of Jesus Christ is alive and well. God continued to be at work, building the kingdom of God through his son, Jesus Christ, and God's people. John's death was a terrible, terrible thing, but God didn't stop moving in the midst of it. And ultimately, we know God's sovereignty to be true because of Christ's death and resurrection. Just like John, Jesus was killed in a terrible fashion, But unlike John, Jesus rose again, demonstrating God's power over death. This is the Christian hope.
I know when you're in the midst of sorrow or hardship or whatever terrible, terrible thing that has come to pass, the last thing you want to hear is a useless platitude. So I implore you to hear my words as something different. I don't know why John the Baptist had to die in the way he did, but I do know that God is big enough to work in it, around it, and through it. Wherever you are, God has not forsaken you. God loves you, and one day, this all will be redeemed. Stay well and do good.